What's the Takeaway Podcast. You are here with me, Julie. Danielle. And Jacqueline. And we are going to be talking about Jesus and women in the Bible again this week. Um, we're focusing on the woman at the well and her story, her encounter with Christ. So as Julie says, today we're going to talk about Jesus and the Samaritan woman at the well. When I hear that this woman and her encounter with Jesus is a subject of teaching, I automatically do sit up and pay more Ooh. attention. I've heard her told in so many different ways, yeah, taken from so many different angles, um, and I've seen it minister to so many different women as well. She's got quite a powerful kind of testimony there, hasn't she? A story. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking if this was a a blurb in the back of the book, or what's it called, a synopsis? Mm-hmm. Sure. Like if yeah. it was a book <laughs> yeah, all yeah. by itself, uh-huh. what would the what would the blurb be? And mm. I did think to myself, Julie would be better writing this than yeah. I am. But it would be something like, women goes to the well at a time to avoid all others, and lo and behold, a stranger passing by asks for waters, and then after an uncomfortable conversation starts, the woman has a transformation like never before and will never thirst again. That Ooh, was like... Dun, dun, dun. But then I thought, Julie... Would have like added more words that and made very, it sound better. I think that that was okay. So that's not like a, a romance novel. One hundred percent Jacqueline. <laughs> it's one hundred percent Jacqueline. But there's so not a romantic. But there isn't no, a romantic but you have that notion it. about you, uh-huh. where everything sort of turns into like it's a love drama. story, but it doesn't have to be a love story. Yeah, it's, like, a love story. it's just a bit of drama. It's a love story, yeah. And seen that kind of yeah. Jacqueline, you <laughs> have a, you have a, a thing. So, um, Danielle, we're yes, going what? to come to you first, and we're going to look at the scandalous side of this encounter. How dare Jesus talk to a woman, let alone this one? Right? No. Mm-hmm. So this is a great story. Um, yeah, I guess maybe if I were to write my synopsis, it probably wouldn't be as romantic. It would be just that. <laughs> How dare Jesus talk to a woman, especially this one? That's my synopsis. Um, so we see this. We see this story. In we're gonna. I'm gonna look at it from John chapter four. But before I say anything about the story, I want to talk about John chapter four for a minute. So in John chapter four, um, when we look at the story, we don't really see him talking about um, sin or repentance. We just see him having a conversation with somebody about their Mm -hmm. life, which then we as outsiders reading it infer this idea of sin Mm -hmm. and repentance, especially since she goes and tells everybody afterward. But John features women prominently in the roles throughout his gospel. Um, Jesus's mother, Mary, encourages him to perform his first miracle by turning water into wine at the wedding in her belief in Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God. So that's in John um, eleven twenty seven. And when the disciples scatter after Jesus' arrest, it's his mother and the other women who witness um, the crucifixion. And Mary Magdalene becomes the first person, as we spoke about earlier, the first person to announce the resurrection of Christ. So John's pretty good about getting the women's story out there and telling their story. Go, John. I know. Go, John. (laughs) Pro, John. All, John. Right. Okay. So um, in our last podcast, we talked about the idea of a paradigm shift. And once again, we're going to see Jesus performing these, living out his beliefs, living Mm. out his gospel to a way where, like, seriously, the culture and society are just so taken aback even his own disciples at one point are like lord do you like are you all right like what are you talking to this lady for like you're not allowed to talk to ladies you know that was the culture of that time so so pre our pre our last conversation what we talked a lot about was that 
the, in society and in culture, women at that time were highly influenced by the culture around them. And the, the Jews took on this attitude that women were, you know, more or less to neither be seen nor heard, actually, <laughs> now that I think yeah. about it. And what we see is Jesus and his scandalous, audacious, just out-of-the-box love um, for his people, and particularly this story, this woman. And she represents a lot of us, I believe. So Jesus' audacious love, which means it's a bold and risky love, a scandalous love, which means a love that's causing public outrage because it's considered to be an offense and against all moral law. So he's he's stepping on all kinds of um, bombs, let's say. He's like just... Here, I'm going to step here, and I'm going to blow your minds over here, and I'm going to step over here, and I'm going to blow your minds over here. Time and, and time again. Yeah, time and time yeah. again. And it was because of this way that Jesus lived. And this is what I love about, like, Jesus didn't preach these things. He didn't preach be nice to women. He didn't preach mm. be treat, treat women equal. Um, let women have a place. He actually went out mm-hmm. and, like, lived it out in every interaction that he had with them. And because of this way that Jesus was... His interaction when he he engaged women was generally considered to be scandalous. Mm -hmm. Um, And not only is it scandalous that he was talking and engaging like Mary and Martha and all these other women, but it was scandalous that he was he was engaging this particular woman. And the reason why is because, um, one, she was a Samaritan woman. Uh, Two, she was just a woman. (laughs) Three, she had five husbands who had previously divorced Mm -hmm. her. And I say they divorced her. Because back then women weren't allowed to seek divorce. Um, and she was currently living in unrepentant sin with a man that was not her husband. And I think that's important that in the current moment when he met her, she was in an unrepentant, sinful relationship. So she was living with someone that was not her husband. And she was going to the well after all the women left to avoid the shame and the judgment. I think if she went to that well when those women were there, those religious women were mm-hmm. there, that would not have been a pretty sight for her. So I think it was just her avoiding all this judgment. And um, one of the things I want to point out is that Jesus is completely committed to setting sinners free, whether men or women. It is for him. It is about the soul being saved. And that's what mattered to him. And I mm-hmm. think what I love about this passage is in John 4. I think it's actually in verse 4. Let me let me go look that up as we're talking. Yeah. So I love this. I always point this out whenever I teach this passage. And I, I highlight it in all my Bibles. I circle it. In verse four, it says, now he, that being Jesus, had, I love that word, had, and some of the other translations, it says, needed to go through Samaria. So Jesus had to go through Samaria. He needed to go. And the one reason was why, girls, why did he need to go? To meet this woman. He had had to meet the Samaritan Mm -hmm. woman. It was a necessity. He, we're going to go this direction, but on our way there, I have got to go through this part mm-hmm. of town because if mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not going to have this interaction. And this interaction has been ordained before time. Absolutely. And I've got to meet her. And mm-hmm. I love that so much. I always outline that and highlight that. And just that love that he had for her because this woman, she was um, she was a sexualized sinner. She was scandalous and she should have, you know, her her plight was horrible. She she was and this is what okay, so this is what I love about her. One of the things I love about her is that she was sexualized. And in culture we do sexualize women. Mm-hmm. And so she was probably looked down as quite probably within the the context of being a whore or a prostitute because she'd had all these relationships and she'd been left by all these men. Um, in, the, in the current unrepentant relationship. In that culture, she would have been viewed very poorly. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised she hadn't even been stoned, except that maybe that she was living in Samaria at the time and they weren't really all together with it. But 
just think about what it's like to talk to somebody who's holy. Jesus would talk to women mm. who were holy and seeking him and at his feet and worshiping him. But now we have a change in the story. Mm-hmm. We see this absolute center of a woman. And this is why I like to try. I don't always do this. In some cases I do, but I try to de- identify with the person that Jesus is engaging. And I think, man, like if we, when we're so aware of our sin and we're so aware of what we've done and then somebody like Jesus rocks up to you and mm-hmm. he's like, Hey, I see it all, you know? And like, mm-hmm. that was the beauty. Even before the conversation, he knew what he was about to engage. He knew what she was going to say. He knew that this was going to be about her sin. He knew this was going to be about her sexual sin. And so he didn't, he didn't fear it. He went right in there. And what I love is the conversation was so theological, personal, because mm-hmm. he talked about her personal self. Mm-hmm. And then she talked about the theological issues of worship and the living yeah. water. And he, he could have been like, woman, what do you know? You're just a sinner. You know, I'm here to save you. Just get saved. You, you need me. But instead, he really engaged her. And what I love about this is I feel like he knew her from before time began mm-hmm. in the sense that he knew she'd be born. Mm-hmm. He knew who she was. He knew all about her. And he went to her and he had a really impressively awesome conversation with her. And he didn't dismiss her. He didn't quiet no. her. And what I love further on is we see, I'm going to see if I can put my glasses on and find this. But not only did he engage this woman, um, at the end, after his interaction with her, um, he, she said, he says what she went on to do. Uh, where is it? I think he says, he, uh, I am the Messiah called Christ. No, she goes out to the, the village, the community. Oh, by the way, I love that she calls him rabbi. That's kind of cool. Mm. Um, mm. Many of the Samaritans. Yeah, it tells her to go and yeah, give testimony. Oh, yeah, right here. I don't so, know what so I mentioned, but I don't have it yet. Yeah. This is verse 39. Mm-hmm. Many of the Samaritans from the town believed in him because of the woman's testimony. This is what her testimony was. He told me everything I ever did. He knew her. Mm-hmm. He knew her so intimately. So when the Samaritans came to him, they urged him to stay with them. And he stayed two days because of her testimony. And because of her testimony, she he, they, he was welcomed. Once again, going back to the idea that women weren't even allowed to give testimony mm-hmm. of any kind. And because of his words, many more became believers. They said to the women, we no longer believe just because of what you said, mm. which I love. Mm-hmm. So you gave us your testimony, but now, it says in verse 42, now we have heard for ourselves and we know that this man really is the savior of the world. So it went from that firsthand account of hers, mm-hmm. which God mm-hmm. you know, used her, but then they started discovering and how it just multiplied and multiplied yeah. and multiplied. And I just think about like the impact that must have had and her testimony now she's recorded in the Bible. Hmm. So cool. It's amazing, isn't Mm -hmm. it? So my job was to speak about it from, try and look at things from her point of view to see how she would feel. Um, And a bit like you did say, you know, you try and put yourself into her thoughts. Yeah. Now, just say, you know, I'm probably going to take it from... The romantic um, You know, the romantic, or you're just saying nice, kind of cheesy, <laughs> sidey things. We don't mind it. We love it. We love it. It's good that we're not all the same. I yes. know, right? Um, so thinking about how she must have felt, I think she probably went through so many different emotions. Let's face it, we're women. We do, we can go through quite a series of emotions. I'm One, I'm pretty sure. I don't even see Graham nodding his head there. Oh, he's shaking his head. He doesn't think we do. That's good. I think he's just not entering into this conversation. Um, I've heard her taught as an angry woman with attitude. I've, uh, hmm, I yeah. do not think so. No. 
Nope. Uh, who do you think you're talking to? No. I've got no husband. You know that. But is that a man's interpretation? That... <laughs> <laughs> yes. That isn't how I hear her. No. I think to start with, she'll be like, that, so are you talking to me? Like yeah. that kind of amazement. Uh-huh. Like, I, you know, what's happening here? Um, when the Jesus starts calling out in her sin, then let me put it to you. How would you feel if I sat publicly calling mm-hmm. out your sin? Mm-hmm. How would you feel? I'd be like, shh. Okay. Today, I was actually in a <laughs> shop talk. buying something. And um, I joined a queue. And then we were moved to another queue because the women couldn't get the tills to work. And the whole process took a while. When the women eventually get the till to work, she then scanned the person behind me stuff as well. So then she had to get the manager over. So everything was taking quite a while. And as I was paying... Weren't you supposed to be studying? Yeah, this is before <laughs> I started, Danielle. This has obviously gave me stuff to put in. Oh, right, right. You see that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the woman that was serving me apologised. And the woman behind me went, that's what she gets for skipping the queue. I was like, Rude. sorry, what? And she's like, that's what you get for skipping. I says, I'm really sorry. I didn't skip the queue. Yes, you did. And I wanted to say her, well, we've been here for about 15 minutes and this is now you just, but you've actually now been caught up in all the stuff that I've been caught up in. I says, look, I, I, if you think I skipped the queue, that's fine, but I genuinely did not skip the queue. And when I left, I was telling my mum about it and I was mortified mm-hmm. because everybody's staring at me. Yeah. Um, I didn't really feel as if, I don't want to stand true. To, yeah, it wasn't true. <laughs> um, and I kept thinking about it and into the next shop and I was a bit like, I don't want to bump into her because she was horrible. Mm. I don't want to bump into her. I don't, you know, it left me with mm-hmm. that real kind of nervousness. I went at home, I says to Colin, told him about it and I was upset. And then I went to him, I'm a really nice person. <laughs> I wouldn't skip a queue. You're the opposite of me. <laughs> yeah. I think. No, I, I, I genuinely believe in queue etiquette. You don't <laughs> skip queues. I, I really am mm-hmm. quite strong about that. But then, so when I was starting to prep for this episode, now that was a sin that wasn't my sin. I, you know, I'm, I feel, you know, there's a bit of injustice there. Mm-hmm. But Jesus called this woman out in her sin. Mm-hmm. And it was her sin. Mm-hmm. And how would she have felt? I mean, mm. like, thank God it's just you and him, right? But, like, <laughs> I did come to the well to not be bothered. <laughs> exactly. She came to the well because she didn't want people to call, to her, on her, call her on her sin. Yeah. Yeah. And here she is getting called on her yeah. sin. But again, you know, and the way that Jesus would do it. Yeah, it must have been so mm. strange, right? Like, this man. <laughs> yeah you know, rocks up and he's like, hey, yeah. that must have been so weird. That's it. So I can imagine she would be a bit like, well, I'm not, I don't have a husband and, oh, wait a minute, how do you know this stuff? And I, mm-hmm. you know, I hear her with like kind of shock, shock amazement. and amazement and actual, oh my goodness, I cannot believe this is happening in mm-hmm. her voice. Um, I love that God does know our stuff though. Yes, he does. God. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, Think about how we would have felt. Mm. Put ourselves into that situation, as you were saying, mm. Danielle. You know, what would we answer to? Would we confess to our son straight no, away? I'd be mm. angry. Because she knew <laughs> she had heard this story, these stories about this mm. Messiah, and it was kind of putting the jigsaw pieces together yeah. of, oh, right, wait a minute. Yeah. Um. So she must have felt in the pit of her stomach. Mm. Because she would also have known that there was something different. This wasn't just somebody that yeah. heard stories the way he'll have said it, she'll have known, wait a minute, this person knows this as fact, mm. you know, and is actually calling me out on it. How did he know it? What did she think? I just think she'd have been totally gobsmacked. And I think that's the thing that blessed her. Yeah. Like, she, mm-hmm. Okay, so it was difficult, it was mm-hmm. tough, it was bizarre. 
But it was the thing that she was like, wait, because her testimony was, he knew everything about yeah. me, everything mm-hmm. I'd ever done. Exactly. And didn't walk away from her, didn't mm-hmm. shun her, didn't, you know, didn't shame her, called her on it, you know, but there is that. She came to the well to draw water. And it tells us after the encounter, when Jesus tells her to go back and tell her people, what does she do? Does she take the water that she came for? No, mm-hmm. she leaves the jugs beside behind mm-hmm. and she goes to spread the good news. Mm-hmm. Um, Julie, I'm going to pass over to you at this point for you to take the story from mm-hmm. here. Well, that's perfect because the first thing I've written down is about how she left her jars. Oh, yeah. oh, Jesus is so <laughs> um, yeah, in her excitement, she totally forgets her mm-hmm. water jar. Um, she just has this immediate need mm-hmm. to tell people what she's just mm-hmm. experienced and to share the good news. And that overtakes any need that she had for water or to have a jar tomorrow or, mm-hmm. you know, or nothing else mattered. Nothing else mattered. Um, she, um, you know, she, she went out from her home trying to, stay invisible that's why she went to draw water when nowhere else was there and she could stay unseen and uh, and then this happens and none of that matters anymore her past the things she's hiding from the hurt and the shame those things become our evidence for who jesus mm-hmm. is and when she says he told me everything i ever did that's her testimony mm-hmm. um and she invites them to come and see for themselves. She basically she's been an evangelist. Yes. She's been an evangelist. Yeah. And John writes, many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. And like you were saying, like women's testimony meant nothing. Mm-hmm. Like it was worth nothing. Like it wasn't even no. like they wouldn't have listened to her. But she was so transformed by that encounter mm. that they were like, Oh, wait a minute. Mm. Mm-hmm. What is she on about? Like mm-hmm. we need to go and see. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, our life has completely been changed. changed. She has a totally a new purpose, and that's to tell people about Jesus. She's no longer trying to be unseen and mm. remain hidden, and stay away from our community. Now she's going out in our community, throughout our whole community, mm-hmm. telling everyone that she's met the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, it's just what an amazing transformation. Like, it like her really journey is. from the city to the well, and back again. Like, how much time would that have I taken? Know. Like, None. an hour, two no. hours total, no. and her life was completely different in that space of time. And that—that's the thing, isn't it? She came to the well at that time to avoid other people. And then but she by, went back to all. But then she ran back, and mm-hmm. I can almost imagine her running Spilled into the kind of town square. <laughs> so all these people she's been avoiding. Yeah, yeah. she has just had that total empowerment from Jesus mm. to go and tell the people that she was embarrassed to speak to or had probably mm. been looking her up and down, talking yeah. about her, whisper, whisper, whisper. Mm. All of a sudden she was ready to run back and actually tell them the good news yeah. as well. And yeah. it totally changed mm-hmm. the way other people saw her as well. Like mm-hmm. like Danny was saying, you know, Jesus stays in the city for two days mm-hmm. so that everyone who heard her testimony can meet him directly and yeah. see yeah. that she is a reliable mm-hmm. witness. Mm-hmm. And so she became a That's trustworthy beautiful. source of information yeah. from that point. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think there's some symbolism there too. Mm. So like um, both of you pointed out that she left her water pots and that she ran off. And to me, that's like a symbol of like she left that old 
old life to mm-hmm. find the new life. And like, there's many times that the Lord encountered people where he called them and yeah, you know, he yeah. called the rich young ruler and he was like, you got to sell everything. And the rich young ruler was like, maybe not. You know what I mean? I'm not ready to live <laughs> yeah. up to that. Yeah. And then there was times he called the disciples and we hear that yeah, like, the disciples just their stopped their behind, stuff. Yeah. They left their nets and they mm-hmm. caught up and went. So I think like it's very symbolic of mm-hmm. like, I'm leaving my old life here. I'm moving to my new life uh-huh. and, and kind of just leaving all that at that space. And I kind of like, I think there's some symbolism there to be seen. Yeah. Definitely. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that it even mentions that she left the water jars is important. Is important. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a really important thing to just, mm-hmm. you know, because she wasn't like, all right, well, wait, I'm just going to lift these back. Because had she, we're not talking about a wee bottle of water. Ah, We've no. been talking about heavy mm-hmm. water jars that she would have to have carried mm-hmm. that would have slowed down her journey back, mm-hmm. all these things. But to her, she's had this such powerful encounter she just cannot wait there's an urgency yeah she can't yeah. wait to get back there and mm. and just start to spread the word of jesus can and i tell something really cool that happened to me this yeah. week because i'm thinking about it as you guys are talking um i so as you know i do counseling and this guy came in and he was it was really bad he was in a bad place um and he he explained his place that he was at and i was thinking oh my goodness this is really major and then um the next time i saw him it was a nut. He was a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Comple- you guys, I can't even tell you. It was like the flippity of the flops. Yeah. Like he was a completely different person. And when I said, you know, you're different this week. What is it? And he says, oh, I found God. Wow. And when he said it, he was like. Give me goosebumps. He just was like, everything that it was is no longer. Mm-hmm. He kept repeating it to me. But, do you know, it was really hard for me to engage it because in my training, what, you're, what we're trying to do is work on the issues that you have that have gotten you to this place. Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking in my head you're my dream come true because there are so many times people come in here and i think just take the shortcut uh-huh. like why do you got to work all this stuff out uh-huh. why do you got to be detailed about it all like just leave it at the cross mm-hmm. and walk away like there's a shortcut to all this mm-hmm. and so um so as he kept talking to me i was just i like i was lighting up and he was lighting up and i think we both knew what was happening was that we were both spirit filled mm-hmm. we were talking about this whole thing and then that he went away he was so excited he's talking nine miles an hour went away came back the following week, and I had said something to him, I was like, okay, you know, stay focused, Danielle, you're here to do counseling, we have a goal, the goal is to do dot, 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 you know, and as I sat across from him, I basically said, well, about the old stuff, you know, what will you do with that, and I said, you know, and he was like, no, 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 you don't understand, that stuff's gone, and I just looked at him, and I was like, uh-huh, and he goes, it's, it's as if I have been reborn, and when he said that, I, like, literally, like, lost it, I was like, <laughs> oh, this is amazing, oh. this is so totally happening, this is, like, all my prayers and being answered, but, like, it's just like that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't understand. That stuff is gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm onto this stuff over yeah. here. And that didn't mean that he didn't feel like he had to uh, repent and, and ask for forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because he's obviously, I have to go back and I have to seek forgiveness for a few things. And he knew that because he had encountered God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's, this is like the most incredible. Like, I just sat across from him and I just kind of felt like, where do I go from here? You've already settled, you've settled like 90% of your problems uh-huh. at this point. Which is amazing, isn't it? Yeah. When you just see that how, and I think so many people are just craving mm. that that connection with God. Yeah. That, That's it right there, that You know, they look for so many different things, don't mm-hmm. they? What I love as well about that guy that you're telling the story about and about this woman mm. at the well is that Jesus didn't say to her, well, you need to go and do study your Bible of course, yeah. before you go out and tell people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not said to that guy that you're talking to, well, no, no, you need to you need to be attending church, be baptised at a dip before yeah. you're going to feel a difference. Yeah. It is an instant. Yeah. It's an oh, instant, it's an instant. It's isn't moment. it? Yeah. Obviously, all the other things are so good and we need to lock into fellowship, churches. Yeah. yeah. But 
Jesus can change our lives in a second, in a second, mm-hmm. in an absolute second. Mm-hmm. And we shouldn't because we're just newly saved, or you know, or we don't feel as if we know the Bible that well, or yeah. these like it shouldn't put us off from actually telling people, "Hey, Jesus loves you." Yeah, so simple. you know, it is so so simple. And I think sometimes we overly overly complicated we had um, at our church a woman who was wanted to come on board with the the lighthouse ministries which is our kids ministry at church um, as a helper but she's only been saved maybe about I think maybe about six months to a year I'm not 100% sure the exact time but she would say tell yourself that she's a new believer and she's like to me I don't know if I'm qualified I don't know if I'm this and I'm like mm-hmm. do you love Jesus mm-hmm. uh-huh are you going to love our kids and be kind to our kids mm-hmm. and be there and help them learn about Jesus? She's mm-hmm. like, oh, like, you are qualified. Mm-hmm. You are qualified. That is what you need. Anything else that comes is a bonus. Mm-hmm. And I think this story here really helps us see that. Yeah. Get saved, go tell people. Mm-hmm. You know, get saved, yeah. go tell people your life is transformed. I think my Let salvation was like that. the lady yeah. of the well in the sense that like, I didn't really give much conscious thought yeah. to my equipping. I was just mm-hmm. like, go tell everybody what this, yeah. this guy Jesus did for me. Like I really didn't have, until later on, you know, uh-huh. where I was like, well, maybe I should be a little bit more careful. Yeah. But I think I was wild like that. Like I just ran out and mm-hmm. just was like, everybody needs to know. Because you felt it made such a uh, difference. It totally like changed my yeah. life. Yeah, totally. Me so you've had a similar kind of, mm-hmm. not that you've had five husbands. No. <laughs> from one no, the other. I, I just had. felt we had to kind of clarify Thank that. Thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I'm currently not living in sin with my husband. So, yeah, these these are just, it's just another great way for Jesus to show us how we can tell our testimony, Mm -hmm. isn't it? Mm -hmm. And what she said was, here is what he has done for me. Not, well, I did this, I did that. Mm -hmm. Here is what he has done for me. He knew everything about me and here's what he's done for me. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. Okay, ladies, anything else we want to add to this wee story no. of this woman at the well? I think we've done good. Yeah, <laughs> I think so. I think, I think you know, it's it's a good, it's a, the type of story that every time I hear it being told, every time Absolutely. I hear it be taught, I get something mm-hmm. fresh from it um, and a fresh reminder. And, you know, you don't need to have been living and sin with five husbands previous to let this woman's story speak yeah. to you, do you? But if you have, it's okay. <laughs> a place for you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It can speak to us anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to take this opportunity again to mm-hmm. speak about our new WhatsApp community. Um, funnily enough, called What's, What's the Takeaway? Oh, right. What's what, the Takeaway? What's the Takeaway <laughs> on WhatsApp? <laughs> it is um, the community the community feature on WhatsApp is a new feature that we are going to try and make the most of. I say try because we're going to learn as we're going along as well. Mm -hmm. It's basically a safe community that you can join. You can get a link or a QR code from our social media pages or if you know any of us personally, we can absolutely get that sent to you where you can come on and leave a message of what your takeaway is. And it doesn't matter what number you've listened to. You would say, hey, I've just listened to number 33. Here's my takeaway mm-hmm. from this mm-hmm. or 424, whatever. Yeah, we'd love to hear um, it. And we would absolutely love to hear it. And it's a way for us to interact with yous and for yous to interact with other people as well. Mm-hmm. We want to set up a community of strong women in Christ who are in the word of God, who are believing the word of God and who are carrying out the tasks that God sent for us. Mm-hmm. So we would really encourage you to to join that and um, follow our socials for, for the appropriate links where Julie and Danny will get them out to us all. Mm-hmm. Julie, if you were going to leave a message on our community WhatsApp 
chat, what would your takeaway for today be? Hmm. I think you don't have to be super well read and know your Bible and set out to tell someone about Jesus. All you have to do is share your personal experience like the woman at the well did. She mm-hmm. had an encounter with Jesus and that's all she had to go on, really. Mm-hmm. That was all she knew about him was mm-hmm. the experience she'd had with him and, and that was enough. That story in itself was mm-hmm. enough to bring many people in our city to salvation. So you don't need to have a big fancy degree degree or a really amazing encounter story mm-hmm. either. Just be honest and open and share Jesus with mm. whoever crosses mm-hmm. your path, however yeah, you get an opportunity definitely. to do that. Okay, I am going to come to me now, Danielle. Just sorry, because my <laughs> thought might go. You go. You go. <laughs> um, my takeaway is that Jesus knows he knows yeah. what's in our hearts and what's in our head. He knows mm-hmm. what's went before us. He is waiting for us to repent, no matter what we did. Mm. Whether it's a tiny wee thing or whether skip it's a ma- skip in the queue, which I didn't do. <laughs> um, <laughs> or a massive thing that Jesus' blood was shed on the cross for mm. us. And yeah, just like that, just go to him with, you know, and just cry out and repent mm-hmm. and let Jesus do that that life changing work, mm-hmm. you know, fill you that you will never thirst again yeah. like what he did for this woman yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Danielle? My takeaway for the WhatsApp chat group would say, yeah. um, I think like for me, it goes back to something you said, Jacqueline, where you said it was a connection that he made mm-hmm. with her. And I think when she met her maker, there mm-hmm. was like an, like an un like an undescribable contact. And I think that that is what happened is it was an undescribable contact. Cause I think sometimes when we try to explain the encounter that we had with God, it is undescribable. There aren't enough words, but definitely what I find beautiful is that she went back and the contact was that he knew me. He knows mm-hmm. me. Yeah. And I think that that's the contact that are the connection that the world needs today is that you are known, mm-hmm. you know, like we're so confused about so many things and the world is such a mess. But one thing that we can be utterly sure about is that God knows you. Yeah. And that you're not lost from his sight. You know, you're not lost from his plan for your life or his sight or what he has for you or what he wants for you or who you are. You're not lost from that because he knows you just like he knew mm-hmm. her. And he, he longs to make that connection with us. Mm-hmm. He's not some far off mystical mm-hmm. God that we cannot make that personal connection. He wants that yeah, relationship with mm-hmm. us. And that is what sets them apart isn't it amazing okay julie would you like to close us in prayer and close out the the podcast as well thank you lord i thank you that you do know us and you do see us and um you know you appointed before time began this this encounter with this woman so that um so that you could free her from her past and so that she could be reconciled to god and um and then she went out and became this um just she was like a megaphone for for you she went into our city and she shared all about what you'd done for her and um so i pray that you would help us to be bold like she was that nothing would hold us back our past wouldn't hold us back or um you know if we feel like we're just not an outgoing enough person to to talk about you or whatever i pray none of that would hold us back that we'd be bold for you because we know that you equip us when you call us to step out you equip us so i pray that um, we would be confident in that that we would know that you're with us and um, 
And of course, when I say us, I mean us here and, and the ladies that are listening to, Lord, that um, we would know that your presence goes with us to do whatever you ask us to do, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So thank you so much for joining us, ladies. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged by the story about the woman at the well and that you join us again next week. Bye. Bye.